I don't have to explain what a political action committee is at any NAMPAC event. Folks know what we do. They know the pain points that we all address. We know the successes that we're sharing together as well. Welcome back to the Facts About Packs podcast. I'm Michaela Isler, NAPAC's executive director, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Adam Belmar. Today, we have a special treat for our listeners, Adam, a conversation with our 2023 NAPAC president and one of the most superlative PAC professionals in the game today, Courtney Schoenborn. A pro's pro. And can you believe that it's been two years, Michaela, since Courtney last joined the number one PAC podcast in America? I can't. It's hard to believe. Uh, Time is just flying, isn't it? But Courtney has been a fantastic leader at NAPAC for so many years now, and we're just lucky to have her lead our association this year. Today, we're going to be speaking with her about the rewards of professional development, the professional benefits of being a part of NAPAC, and why staying engaged is a key ingredient to her and all our success. The perfect time for this conversation and the very best guest to have it with. The Facts About PACs podcast is produced especially for the members of the National Association of Business Political Action Committees. In every episode, we recap this week's NAP activities, share actionable intelligence and best practices, all while connecting the PAC community. Thanks so much, Adam. And and while I usually read out, you know, all of our NAP activities before we bring in our guest, today is special. Joining us now is Courtney Schoenborn. Corporate VP Government Affairs at New York Life and NAPAC's 2023 Association President. Welcome back to the pod, Courtney. Thank you. It's so good to be back on the number one PAC podcast. Well, Courtney, as you know, NAPAC is coming into really one of our busiest times of the year. And I want to keep everyone listening really up to speed on all the NAPAC activities. And as we round the corner on another year, hard to believe, Adam and Courtney, we have a couple of remaining regularly scheduled monthly events uh, that I just wanted to read out because, you know, we, we really, Courtney, you and I have spent a lot of time talking about providing our members with, you know, multiple opportunities to engage with NAPAC, not just in person. We have our monthly luncheons, but we developed this new webinar series this year called Let's Talk. And we've got several of those uh, webinars coming up in the next couple of weeks and months ahead. And the first one, uh, we really, you know, we get so many questions around graphic design and how to sort of, you know, jazz up your PAC communications. And so next week, we've got this Let's Talk webinar on using design to enhance your PAC. And Courtney, you and I both know that your message is important when trying to convince more and more people to support the PAC, but it can sometimes, you know, really go unnoticed or even be counteracted by how it's all presented So we have Rebecca Jamie of Access Marketing Services, who's going to go over some design principles and new tools to consider when creating your pack materials. And then as we kind of move into October, Courtney, I know uh, this is sort of a fan favorite, but we've got our virtual roundtables and we break these out by a different type of pack, whether you're corporation, associations with corporate members, association with individual members. And this is always a great opportunity for members to come and learn from their peers, ask questions and really sort of deal with the topics that are percolating in the moment. And then finally, I'm really excited about this. We've got former NAPAC president Linda Auglis of the National Beer Wholesalers Association, who's going to sort of talk about how she's been able to bring a customer focus to PAC management. And I think it's one of those things 
Sometimes we may inadvertently overlook um, and really bring that customer service look and feel to all of our programs. So I'm excited to have her join us for this webinar uh, later in October. So lots of fun things. And as always, Courtney, uh, we're, we're staying busy. We don't we're not letting up. Never a slow week at NABHAC. There really isn't a dull moment. And, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to move uh, the readout of our NAP activities, because it really ties in to, you know, what we want to talk to you about. And, and you've just been present and active and so generous with your time over the years at NAPAC. I just think we all want to know what advice can you share with listeners about the rewards that follow from professional development and community engagement? Thanks, Michaela. You know, lifetime learning is so in- to feel inspired and building and enhancing your skills, whether it's presentation skills or best practices on pack management. Keeping up to date and fresh is something that's been key to my development over my years of involvement with NAPAC. And to reference what you were just talking about, I'm looking forward myself to learning at next week's Let's Talk with Rebecca Jamie to grow my admittedly weak design skills. We all sort of don't really know where to turn sometimes when it comes to the design. And, and a lot of us don't have big budgets to allocate towards this. And it seems almost like a luxury sometimes to be able to have that design. So I think we're always putting ourselves in the shoes of our members to understand they're all at different places. And so I'm thinking, and I know Rebecca is really going to be able to bring some practical advice. Uh, and I think you're right. Um, this is uh, is always an interesting topic for our members Courtney, professional development at NABPAC can take the form of a let's talk like the one with Rebecca upcoming. But I used to think even early on in my career that it was just a great privilege, maybe even one I didn't deserve or I couldn't afford or my employer couldn't afford to get involved in professional development. And I look at it now and I see it is so critical to my own success that you can't afford not to do it. Is that one of the lessons that you've learned or did you come into your engagement and development through NABPAC with an understanding of that? You know, that's a great point, Adam. And I think this is reflective of just the amazing community of professionals that are part of NABPAC. You know, my first involvement, I was fortunate to work for Kip Maloney at NFIB, who is also uh, part of the leadership team at NABPAC. And Kip just told me that this is something you should do. And I started participating in NABPAC's lunch events and networking and professional development. And in addition to learning best practices from some of the top organizations in political advocacy and PAC development, I also got to know my peers. Um, And there's so many ways that you can leverage those relationships by sharing your own best practices, but then also, you know, commiserating with some of the compliance hurdles we all deal with. And when I think about the broader impact that that engagement has had, you know, we all are working on community engagement with our own political action committees and with our PAC eligibles or PAC membership groups. So thinking about how you can apply that same atmosphere of enhancing and building a community that you're getting from your NABPAC peers um, within your own programs can be really key to building a successful and connected PAC community. You know, it was two years ago, we mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that you were last with us, but this podcast was born of a fight against being siloed and isolated and unavailable to our colleagues, both to give and to receive. And I think it's been a success in that regard. But Courtney, I have to ask, 
Don't you sometimes feel like being a pack professional? You can even still, COVID aside, feel siloed, right? You're, you're a single individual in a small team in a larger organization that's working on this important mission that oftentimes most people don't understand. But you say commiserate. I say celebrate our failures, our wins. I feel like professional development for NABPAC gives everyone listening a sense of community that we just wouldn't have. You're absolutely right, Adam. And one of the wonderful things about NAPAC is that community cuts across any issue or industry boundaries. We might not be friends on this playing field that is Capitol Hill in terms of different organizations or trade associations, but we are collectively a community all working to build and grow our political action committees and working together to do a lot with a little sometimes, you get to be comrades in arms as you build out your political action committee program. You know, Courtney, I think that's such great insight. And, you know, as we think about the many, you know, new members that NAPAG has recruited uh, here in the last couple of years, I mean, it's, we're up to like 120 new members over the last probably three years. That's a lot of new folks in the fold, a lot of folks that may not have been in really in the PAC space for very long. You know, how do you think the practitioners and their organizations as really a new member can best maximize this this opportunity and this membership? You know, first, I just want to pause and say that's amazing. The growth of NABPAC means we are successfully demonstrating what an amazing value proposition membership is. And to take full advantage of that, you know, my new colleagues and new members of NABPAC Make sure you're leveraging. We have amazing best-in-class professional development, as we've talked about, but then we also have folks at the top of their game as resources, whether that's Carol Laham and the Wiley team running our legal hotline or Amy Adams of Dunn Associates who heads up our PacHelp hotline. These are the kinds of resources that other industries wish they had, but we've got them at our fingertips and they are embedded in and part of our NAMPAC community. Well, you even said, too, and I think this is so true as new members, we really try to partner them up with, we call it a mentorship program, and I know that can come with a lot of different meanings for different folks. But for us, it's really identifying, you know, their greatest needs, what they're looking for out of membership. And then we've got this vast network of 900 members in our database that we can connect uh, so that they don't have to show up at a lunch or a conference and, you know, don't know a single person. At least they've got some folks that they know they can pick up the phone and call. How did you handle this situation? And I think that's a really underutilized benefit of membership that I wanted to flag for our listeners. I appreciate that so much, Michaela, because during my time at NAMPAC, I've worked at different organizations, you know, companies or trade associations. I'm working from a different state than I used to. And so having that NABPAC community means that there's always a friendly face, whether it's on a virtual meeting or in person at one of our conferences. You know, I think a personal benefit of NABPAC has been getting to make lifelong friends um, through folks that are in the profession along with me. And, And to Adam's point earlier, you know, I don't have to explain what a political action committee is at any NAMPAC event. Folks know what we do. They know the pain points that we all address. We know the successes that we're sharing together as well. Yeah, it's a little Olive Garden when you're here, your family. But, you know, one of the things that I want to sort of compliment both you and your 2023 leadership and Michaela and the whole team's perseverance in getting NABPAC really on the great technical footing that we are. Because we're in a self-service world now where if you have the resources and you know where to go to find them, 
that they're there and waiting for you and tailored in that sort of family context of we know what you need. We know what you're looking for and we know how to give it to you in a way that you can assimilate it and make it just right for you. That's what's going on at NAPAC Connect. Those are the resources that I turn to even as I'm working on this show every week, Michaela. Well, I love that. Thank you for taking advantage of those resources. And sometimes I know, Courtney, we talk about this at the board level. I mean, we have we are trying to meet our members where they are. And there's folks that are in and out of D.C. They're looking for, you know, online and in-person events. They're looking for sample materials. The podcast, you know, here has so much content. Sometimes it can feel a little overwhelming, like there might be even too much information sometimes. But as we think about engagement and really that sustained engagement, it, that seems to be the prevailing theme here. You know, as you look back, Courtney, can you trace your own success and your program success along the timeline of your relationship developed in the broader PAC and government affairs community? Certainly. I think just from a best practice sharing standpoint, having a community of fellow PAC professionals willing to share this is what worked, this was what didn't work, really helps you navigate what could be tricky within your own organization when you're trying to pitch maybe a new concept or a new enhancement to your PAC program. So finding peers who are willing to share, whether it's rolling out new levels or contribution levels or ideas about events that they're doing with their PAC-eligible audience, it's really been helpful to me to keep things fresh. Um, I've been doing this for a while now, and so learning from my peers, um, learning from expert consultants in the field as well, has really helped me find new ways to continue to grow and expand the footprint of my political programs over the years. And I think that's a really great point, because maximizing your membership in NABPAC means finding that value. It may be in different places for different people, different practitioners, and programs at different levels. But if you're interested in being a member, getting the maximizing your value end of that membership is completely doable because of those mentorships, I think. Absolutely. And I've benefited personally from colleagues in the industry. um, And then I hope I've been paying it forward as well to folks when they, you know, have a question or are looking just for someone to bounce an idea off of as well. And finally, Courtney, a question that I don't think gets asked and answered enough, especially by the professionals like you who know the issues best. But I want to know from your perspective, you know, are employee funded and business trade association PACs still relevant and why? A resounding yes. Of course, they're still relevant. And in my opinion, it's because of the communities that they represent. PAC members of employee funded and business trade association PACs in many cases, would not be engaged in the political advocacy space, but for their involvement as a member of their organization's PAC. And having that transparent, broad base of interaction with elected officials and supporting campaigns is a great way for these organizations to continue to represent the issues that are important to them by identifying and supporting candidates that connect the organization's importance to what they're doing as an elected official. And if I could just echo that, I would say we hear it on the podcast week in and week out for years. Elected officials, candidates are craving contact with people in their districts and the workers and the families that they seek to represent or to better understand interface with an employee funded or business trade association PAC. It is 
so rewarding on both sides. And then just take a look at the episode we did last week, Courtney. Employee Voter Registration Week. The civic duty of every American citizen. The ability supported by your employer with great information about how to get registered. Where is the place that you go vote? These are things that employees crave. And and it's a virtuous cycle, I think, of civic activity. I couldn't agree more. And if Our organization's political action committees help people think about upcoming campaigns and how those candidates can impact representing their communities, then I think it's only a win-win. Well, there you have it from NAPEC's fearless leader, Courtney. Thank you for your time and insights and for being just not only a great guest on the Facts About PACs podcast, but for being a great example for all of our members here at NAPEC. Thanks, Michaela. And thanks to everybody downloading and sharing the facts about PACs. As ever, employee-funded and business trade association PACs are the most transparent and regulated form of political giving. And NAPAC is dedicated to defending that record and championing the amazing PAC professionals who lead vital teams. Subscribe and meet us right back here on the Facts About PACs podcast.